You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Half hour. Hello and welcome to Half Hour, an entertainment podcast through Two Worlds Entertainment. I'm Richie Grasso, Artistic Director. And I'm Jeff Malone, Executive Director. And welcome to our new podcast format. We are in our second week here of reformatting our podcast, our weekly recap on the theater and music industry news and events of the past week. Today is Friday, May 14th, 2021. Lots of updates in the industries of theater and music as the world is safely and slowly reopening. We're getting excited here Mm -hmm. with lots of things to talk about. Some good things, some interesting things. Um, We're going to kind of roll through a lot. We have a lot to talk about today. So let's get to the scoop. The scoop. All right. (laughs) Heading first over to Broadway World. I'm going to kickstart this here. Um, Broadway's reopening, as everyone knows, and every show is different. Every show is operating different opening dates, different ticket sales. So if you are a Broadway fan, um, I recommend you check out that specific show that you want to see because they're all operating differently. Some are opening in September, some October, some November, some December, and some, some past. Some January, some, some February, yeah, some just, March. Yeah, there we go, basically. <laughs> basically. So, And uh, with all that coming up, I saw this awesome Playbill.com article that talked about as Broadway prepares for reopening, artists talk about returning stronger and better than we were before. So on Good Morning America on May 11th, there were some um, some performers from Hamilton, Wicked, and The Lion King that came on to welcome back audiences. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, this is great. Like, Good Morning America is promoting Broadway ticket sales. And it wasn't just that. What was really great about it was that, um, as Playbill says here, Broadway will be back. But in addition to health measures in the wake of the pandemic, how will Broadway reckon with the spotlight shined on racist, abusive, and intimidating practices as theaters remain dark? Mm-hmm. So I think it was great that these performers came on Good Morning America to talk about, hey, we're, yeah, ticket sales are on, we're, we're bringing live theater back, but, but we're going to come back strong. We're going to come back a better place to work and to witness and observe and produce theater than at the beginning. So three um, artists came on Good Morning America to talk about this. We had Crystal Joy Brown, representing the company of Hamilton. And her quote was, I'm quoting her here, we've taken a lot of steps not only to make sure the theater is going to be safe for all audience members, but to make sure that our cast and crew have been trained in anti-racism training. Also making sure that we, are, we as a brand, are pushing forward social justice. So that was really, really great to have her say that. The Lion King's L. Stephen Taylor, who plays Mufasa, also cited the works of such cohorts as Broadway Advocacy Coalition, Black Theater United, Black Theater Coalition. And the third person on was Alexandra Billings, the first openly trans performer to play Madame Morrible in Wicked, highlighting the significance of trans youth finding representation on stage in a time when state legislation across the country threatens their health and well-being. So mm. really, really um, interesting things. You know, Good, I, I, Good Morning America could have very simply said, hey, tickets aren't sale for Broadway, boom. Yeah. But to have... These performers come on and talk about how we need to change and make Broadway an inclusive place, a place of understanding. That is what is 
about bringing Broadway back to, not just safety from the pandemic, which of course is also very important too. But I thought that was great because a lot of what we're seeing in the media is like, buy these tickets to the show. This show is back. Hey, that show that you love, it's coming back and buy your tickets and buy your tickets. But what's really going on and what we've been hearing about and reading about for months and months is now being brought to places like Good Morning America. And how wonderful is that, that the people across the nation who watch the, oh, this show just came to Broadway. We're going to do a little clip of the show and then come buy your tickets when you visit New York. That television show brought this to the surface. So thank you, Good Morning America, for doing that. And thank you to Alexandra Billings and L. Stephen Taylor and Crystal Joy Brown for coming on and speaking and being brave and strong and speaking about your mission and what you do on Broadway and what you want Broadway to be. I thought it was really great. That Playbill.com article is a great read. What do you think of all this? I, I mean, I think that it's it's great to start hearing some of these things happen. I would really love to know how involved the actual performers are and is and what is coming from the producers and what is coming from, you know, the creatives on the actual show, but like what is actually really coming from the performers and what are they getting involved in and how are they being able to, you know, speak their voice um, at these shows. And I think that's going to be a big thing that we're going to see in Broadway anyway, is how are the shows becoming a little bit more collaborative in the sense of making sure everyone is part of the same team, whether it's like you're, you're on the creative team, but you're also an actor and also you're a producer. Like how's everyone working together mm-hmm. in making this a, a safe place for everyone? And, you know? and, and I think that there is now, you know, all, the rest of May, all of June, all of July, all of August, you know, we have a few months ahead of us to really get working on this. The unions should be coming together. Yeah, People need to be working to make sure Broadway does not just reopen again the way we had closed it. Right. We and had it, all this time. We have this time to make this a better place. And that's something I think that we've been talking about for a while now. And it's like, and this is kind of a common theme between both of our worlds. It's like, what... What are the protection rights and what are the people in the performing portion of both the music industry, but also in the Broadway world, how are they staying safe during this time? And how are they not getting taken advantage of? And how are they not dealing with racist comments or um, just things toward them? (laughs) You know, so it's going to be really great to just kind of see for sure for sure know. so that was a big thing today and so i just you know as everyone is everyone is buying their tickets and getting so excited to see these wonderful shows come back just remember that you know look out look out for your fellow performers your fellow broadway people and 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 anybody working in theater mm-hmm. off broadway regional theater tours international theater and say and just think what can i be doing as an audience member what can i be doing as a supporter for these people, look look at their Instagrams. Look at what's going on in the world. Support when they need support. Of course. Um, and so one important. thing to touch on that too is, I in that article, a cast member from Diana was speaking about a hotline that they have set up for mm, yes. performers to actually reach out. And he is seeing certain things actually happen within the show because of that hotline now. So that's actually a really interesting thing, and I'm sure we'll hear more about that later on, which we would lo- I would love to talk yeah, more about sure, it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like, that could be a safe thing. For for people out there and that could be a safe place for people to voice their opinions without having to put everything out into the limelight for it to be critiqued by people that have no idea what they're talking about you know so just wanted to touch on that there we go yes yes (laughs) 
Alrighty, moving over to Pop World. What's going on over there? So my uh, new music spotlight this week is all about Miss Allie and AJ. Uh, if people are not familiar with them, they are a sister duo that started under the Disney era. Um, and they have not released an album in almost 15 years. Wow, wow, it seems that, that long already, huh? <laughs> I feel old. <laughs> but either way, uh, Ali and AJ just released their third album. They have released some singles and EPs in the past since their last album, but this is their f- full studio album. And that title is A Touch of the Beat Gets You Up on Your Feet, Gets You Out and Then Into the Sun. <laughs> Probably the longest <laughs> album title I've ever heard of, but okay, cool. Ooh, say that really fast. Yeah, right? um, but their album... They just released on Friday. Uh, the last album that they did release was called Insomniatic, um, which had the hit potential breakup song, which also just had a TikTok uh, resurgence. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks to that mom group. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> syncing to their <laughs> yeah. track. Um, but this is actually, that was actually a great thing, probably, for Ali and AJ. Um, they now have a new fan base of fans that probably didn't know who they were back in, what, 2005? Mm. Um and them now releasing their music on their own terms, on their own label. I always love hearing that when it comes to artists. Um, I would say about this album that this really, it was a great blend of laid back mood music mm. with classic synth pop. Yes, it was like California, My favorite. <laughs> California beach dreaming, you know, I yes. got that really relaxed, like, but really fresh vibe. So fresh, mm-hmm. you know, get, get your top down. Driving along down the coast yep, yep. to these standout tracks, Symptom of Your Touch, Lost Cause, Paradise, and Listen. Yeah, I love those too. I thought Symptom of Your Touch was great. Paradise is great. It's just, you know, it's some classic bop music. My mm. favorite kind of music, as you know, whether I'm cleaning my house or just listening to it on the train. But, you know, uh, what I really want to talk about is like their standout of how they can kind of differentiate themselves from Disney now. Differentiate, yep. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they, one of them started on Disney. She was on the show, Phil of the Future, um, mm-hmm. Ali. And then under Hollywood Records, they released two of their albums, Into the Rush and then Insomniatic, both which were great on the, on that time. But, you know, they had an interview and it was, they were talking about how, you know, they were kind of the first women under the Disney um, wing to kind of give pushback to the labels because they were writers. They wanted to write their own music. They wanted to put their own music out. And Disney kind of had a, like, no, you're going to do it our way, you mm-hmm. know? So it was great to see. And and they were interviewed being on, how do you feel about the Disney stars after you that kind of were able to do that? Like, did you pave the way? Um, what do you think, you know, especially with people like Olivia Rodrigo, who's on the Disney channel, yeah. who's putting out music that's not the classic Disney sound that, you know, the Miley Cyrus's and the Demi Lovato's and the Selena Gomez's all had to do. Yeah, it's almost like these, you know, they say that in the interview, how they had to, you know, they were grateful for Disney. They were mm-hmm. wonderful for, you know, but for them, but they were young females who were writing music and having these conversations with Disney about how that was so new for them. Yeah. And so now it's like, yeah, when you talk about something like a Rodrigo or some of these new Disney people who are able to be doing Disney stuff, mm-hmm. but also putting some like edgier, cool pop stuff out there instead of it being what it has been with Disney for so long, which is like squeaky clean, squeaky clean. And then the second you break that and you yeah. go into the real world, you become like a completely other thing. Like what we've seen with the, um, 
oh, Miley Cyrus days and like how she was one thing with Hannah Montana or whatever yeah. then completely. So this is like, oh, here's Ali and AJ not completely changing, but just saying we are grateful for our past. Here we are reinventing ourselves a little bit mm-hmm. in a fresh way, new album after. And, and how cool is that all these years later? Like, we're going to put this out, you know? Right. Especially because like we we were their age when they came out mm. with this album. Mm. And now we are also still their age when they've come out with this album and how this music speaks probably to me more and how that music spoke to me then you know it it did work um and they they talk about the word mature yeah how they have matured um in this from 2005 to 2021 of course i mean i would think that yeah of course of course mature but like when we talked about mature a while ago, it would usually be like, oh, they're leaving their Disney wings behind yeah. and then they're becoming a sexual pop star. And I don't really find that that's what this word mature means with Ali and AJ. I think it just means like they've matured as artists and yeah. are putting out you with know, their the music sound. that they want to actually put out. Right. Their, 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 their vibe, their sound is maturing. Mm-hmm. It's, we could talk when we always, we, a lot of times we talk about Taylor Swift and we talk about how she's matured. She yeah. still has that young, fresh, fun energy. She hasn't come to like, you know, oh, here I am with the microphone and the piano at 80 years old singing a ballad. I'm not talking mature like that. I'm talking mature in being like growing through your music, going right. through your life. Even right. Lady Gaga's matured from the first album she ever released to now. And that's normal. And so I think to see Ali and AJ kind of doing that is really and cool. just yeah, maturing as artists. Yeah, yeah. So. so, all right, great, great, great. Bopping back over to theater world here. Um, the topic of this, the the, the word that comes <laughs> to mind. This next topic is Cinderella. Oh, um, Cinderella. I mean, when do we not see Cinderella all the time? I just feel like it's. Well, let me talk about what we're talking about for you. So, there's a new Cinderella movie coming out. Okay? And when can we not see Cinderella anymore? Yeah, and I, well, I mean, listen, I love. Well, I'm going to go into the overall Cinderella in a second. I could talk about Cinderella for ages, but the specifics I want to talk about is that another Playbill article I read. The Cinderella movie musical is coming out in September. We'll have original songs by Camila Cabello and Idina Menzel. Mm. <laughs> um, the film is going to have that in addition to fresh. I mean, there's going to, so it says here, the upcoming Cinderella movie musical will feature original songs by them alongside contemporary pop tracks mm-hmm. coming to Amazon prime video. Uh, the movie is written and directed by Kay Cannon. So this is a really fresh new take on Cinderella. Also, come some fun facts about it. The film is going to star Tony winner Idina Menzel as the stepmother, Tony and Emmy winner Billy Porter as the non-binary fairy godmother. We uh, named Fab G. <laughs> Rounding out the cast are Oscar nominee Minnie Driver as Queen Beatrice, Pierce Brosnan as King Rowan. I mean, the names on this cast, Hairspray Live star Maddie Balio. And Charlotte Spencer as the stepsisters. Missy Elliott as the town crier. Oh, do you know Missy Elliott? I do. (laughs) This is the prince is giving a ball. That's the town crier, I think, which obviously is the Roger Hammerstein version. We've talked about that on a podcast a few times back. Missy Elliott's coming to the town to say there's going to be a ball, I guess, here. And Fra Fee as hench. Okay. Tony winner James Corden. Oh, everyone's favorite. Is going to be, well, he's producing it as well. He's going to be in it as one of the mice turned footmen with John Mulaney and Romesh Rangan Nathan. I hope I'm saying these names correctly. Um, yeah. So here's, here's what's going on. Listen, I'm all, we have seen Cinderella in history since the fairy tale, Disney, Rogers and Hammerstein. I mean, 
in Walt Disney World, the castle is Cinderella's castle. I mean, mm -hmm. let's talk about this for a second. Roger Hammerstein has done countless TV versions. We've seen the Roger Hammerstein Broadway production recently. There's There was a Disney did their live action Cinderella movie a few years ago. Now we're so seeing what? another Disney movie and or another movie and not Disney, I should say. But I will say one more thing. As we speak, Andrew Lloyd Webber in England is working on a Cinderella version of his own out there. So we are seeing <laughs> so many Cinder Cinderellas. <laughs> so many Cinderellas. I think, listen, it's clearly, uh, here's my quick two cents on it. It's clearly a story that works. I, it works. Mm, okay. Oh, wait, 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 I, I, don't, I don't have anything against Cinderella. Don't no. mind my little comments over here. Cinderella, the story works. We've seen Disney put music to it. We've seen now Andrew Lloyd Webber putting music to it. We're seeing pop people put music to it. Roger and Hammerstein put music to it. So it's clearly a story that works, and everybody wants to take their spin on it. Everyone wants to say, hey, you know what? I want to try writing music for it because the story almost doesn't, it changes a little bit, but it's mm -hmm. the general idea of what the story is. We just see different people playing these different characters. And guess what? Clearly it's all the buzz because look at these stars that are like, I'll do it. You know, so, hey, I'm just saying, check out the article. There is some buzz coming out on this now. I, guess, I think it's interesting I guess when to see. People need work. They need work. But. <laughs> Guys, Jeff is not digging the Cinderella I just, craze. Like, uh, who's doing? Who's doing the Cinderella? This is Amazon is releasing this, and it's the movie is written and directed by Kay Cannon. It's going to feature contemporary pop tracks with some original songs by Camilla and Idina. So it's not a Disney, and it's not, not Disney, not Rogers and Hammerstein, and it's not Rogers and Hammerstein. It's an, an independent group just, producing it. So it's new music. It All goes back music. to my. This is obviously not like considered a revival or you know but it's another take on cinderella i think i've seen in my lifetime i was born in 1991 <laughs> i've probably seen 10 cinderellas yeah. in my lifetime mm -hmm. and that's not counting all the cinderellas before that happened before. I don't get it. It's, okay, it's, it's, it's the same story over and over and over again. Like, was it never done right? And that's why people need to feel like they need to keep, <laughs> need to keep doing it. I don't get it. I mean, but then let's not forget that when we and we talked about this on our podcast back in February when we watched the Roger and Hammerstein. 90s TV one that was put on Disney Plus recently. Like, we were like, oh my gosh, this was really good. I remember this as a kid. Like, there is a charm to it. There is a romance to it. There is this beautiful yeah, sense of like, oh, why can't we show all of those Cinderella's to the youth today? I don't get like why. Because we this have is, well, I, I will say, the cool thing is the pop music I think is going to be cool. Okay. And then I love that Billy Porter is going to be playing a non-binary fairy godmother. Why gender a fairy godmother? Why don't we just have a spiritual being? I'm obviously going to cool. watch it. Don't yes. let anyone fool you. I'm going to watch it. I'm just getting a little tired. Oh, well, I'm here. <laughs> I mean, listen, but I, I think it's real. I, and it'll be cool to see what Andrew Lloyd Webber's doing over in London with this. I it mean, showed I some clips know. from that. I'm yeah, like, we'll yeah. see. I mean... I'm going to be honest with you. When we're old and gray, there'll be a new Cinderella then. Just get, you're going to have this, I think. There when, will be 40 yeah, more Cinderellas. <laughs> the Disney Cinder even did a Cinderella story with Hillary Duff. And Selena Gomez did it too. It's like, it's, it's the same storyline over it's and over popular. and over again. I it's, mean, you know. it's popular. And so anyway, all right, that's well, the Broadway buzz. What's going back on over into pop world? I mean, this one's not really that great of a, like a light, it is, uh, you know, this is kind of like, Oh, I'm kind of sad to hear this, but Allie Brooke from Fifth Harmony, mm. uh, the no longer Fifth Harmony, um, talks about her experiences being in that girl group. And just to give everyone a little bit of a background on Fifth Harmony, Fifth Harmony 
had five women join a group together when they were trying to be on, what was it, X Factor? Um, mm-hmm. They all were eliminated from being solo artists, and then Simon Cowell put them into a group. Mm-hmm. Um, and they went on to not win, but they were very successful from the years 2016 to 2018. They had three major albums um, that penned one of those tracks called Work From Home. Not sure if anyone knows it, but <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it was a hot track, you yep, know. Yep, so, yep. But she just, you know, a quote from her was talking about how she hates saying this, you know, my time in Fifth Harmony, I didn't enjoy it. I didn't love it. Mm. And I find that really sad to hear artists say that when you, you don't see that on the outside. Mm. You see a girl group, which they all look really happy, and then you learn after that they weren't. And it, it came a lot from the team, I think. And what's interesting is when they were breaking up, I think the news kind of made it about how the girls were just done with each other. But I don't think that's what the case was. I think this was like, no, the team kind of set, made them like go in different ways. And one of the big things was they would have to sing vocals and they wouldn't even know who was actually going to be on the album until it came out. That was astonishing to me when I read that. I was like, how is that not only like legal, but how is that, how is that possible in an artistic sense? Like, oh, do this and we'll kind of sort of let you know if that's what we put out. It doesn't make any sense to me. And I will say something about this. Groups, music groups have been around a long time and we all, we always hear groups break apart eventually, Mm -hmm. but usually the story is a group will be around for years and they'll put out a ton of music and they'll do a ton of tours and album after album after album. And then all of a sudden like, oh, okay, it's their time. They kind of split up and okay, cool. Maybe they got back together Mm -hmm. again or their friends still, whatever. This group was very short-lived in the grand scheme of things. Of course. A few years, we went, we saw them in concert, remember? Yeah, and it was great. And it was great. And we're like, oh, this is going to be great. Like yeah. this girl we were group like, here. They were just Powerful women. And they were great. rising to the top. And then it just end, It crumbled. I know some people left the group. And then it ended. And since it ended, here's what's also astonishing to me. Other than Camilla, who I just mentioned, you know, yeah. I have heard barely anything from the others. Like little to nothing for years. And I'm like, how did that it's almost like um, the rocket went up as fast as it came down. Well, you in have terms Normandy, of Normandy, yeah, you know, and then I think Lauren has tried to do some things, and then Ali is coming out with an album, and I don't really know what Dinah is doing, but it's interesting to watch that effect. You know, mm. Camilla was the first one to leave, and then the other four were like, "We're going to try to do this," and then mm. you know, slowly it became solo artist, solo and- artist, solo, artist, which they all wanted to be. From the beginning, I get yeah, it. Yeah, right. They all wanted to have that right. moment of solo fame. But when you hear things like this, where we didn't even know who was going to have the solo on the track until the album came out, it's it's sad to I, hear. I have a quote. I took a quote from the article um, from Ali Brooke, and I, I wanted to say it here because I think it's it, it's interesting. She says, and I quote, I hate saying this, you know, my time in Fifth Harmony. I didn't enjoy it. I didn't love it, Ali says in the episode. Quote, it was hard because there was so much going on, so much behind the scenes, so much toxicity, so much abuse, so much abuse of power, so much mental abuse, verbal abuse. It's just horrible. And to me, it's a shame because we were so big. I should have enjoyed myself more. End quote. To hear someone say that and then to end with being like, that's what I'm literally saying right here. You were, you were guys were so big, mm-hmm. but then for her, it's painful to hear those words. I should have enjoyed myself more yeah. to think that like, 
when you're knee deep in it and you want to really be enjoying it and you couldn't, and now years later you're sitting here talking about it. That's sad. Yeah. It's really sad. It's sad. And you can hear more about Allie Brooke on her podcast that she just launched, Allie Brooke Show. Um, yes, yes. This was her first episode, her talking about these things. There so you go. go check it out. Cool. Definitely. Um all right. Fun, fun fact time. Fun fact time. We got a fun <laughs> few fun things coming your way. Um for me, a couple things. Um today, actually, there's a lot of new um, TV shows coming out. Some are theater related, so I wanted to talk about those really, really quick. Um, Halston on Netflix premieres today. The new Ryan Murphy Looks show. Fabulous. Yeah, you and McGregor. Um, some wonderful things all about Halston, the designer and in the industry. Obviously, Halston was the designer of huge pop stars and singers of the 70s and the 80s and things like that. So check that out on Netflix. I mean, the trailer looks amazing. I can't wait to check that out. I think that's going to be awesome to see the life of Halston and what he was kind of going through and Ryan Murphy's take on that. Um, legendary designer of, from from years ago and really, really cool stuff. Also on Disney Plus, <laughs> High School Musical. High School Musical, the musical, the series, season two. And I loved season one and... Jeff, Jeff kind of joined in watching with me towards the end of season one. And now season two is coming with new plot. And well, Olivia Rodrigo, who we mentioned earlier, and some awesome Broadway people and pop people. I may actually cave and watch it now because I do like <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo. And I, I love the show. The comedy is so much fun. I Listen, I grew up with High School Musical. I was in high school with High School Musical. I loved it. So to My see director this is... always threatened, oh, we're going to do a High School Musical. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love the music. I'm so, I just love it. I love it. I love it. So thank you, Disney Plus. That's coming out. And Last thing I will say really quick before we head over to your fun facts are Pride series on FX. This is a new docu-series coming out. Three episodes coming out today. And then, I'm sorry. Oh, yes, three episodes coming out today. And then three episodes coming out next week. Ooh, and can't um, wait to watch that. Yeah, which is so cool. Is every Just so you know really quick, every episode of the docu-series is a time period, oh. which is so cool. So episode one is the 1950s, oh. titled People Had Parties. Episode two is the 1960s, Riots and Revolutions. Episode three is the 1970s, titled The Vanguard of Struggle. Episode four is the 1980s, titled Underground. And then episode five is the 1990s, titled The Culture Wars. And then episode six, (laughs) funny title, is the title 2000s, Why Too Gay? And it (laughs) talks about pride in all the different time periods from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and then 2000s. So really cool. So check that out. I can't wait to check that out. It's all coming out today on Netflix, Disney Plus, and FX accordingly. So there we are. What are your fun facts? Mm -hmm. Are those all your fun facts? Those are all my fun facts. Those are all my fun facts. So we're ending with me. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, everyone loves, knows that I love to talk about Ms. Taylor Swift. Mm. Um, So you might hear her name on every single one of these podcasts just because she's always doing something. But she was just awarded the Global Icon Award at this year's 2021 Brit Awards Mm -hmm. this past Tuesday. She becomes the first woman. She becomes the first non-English. And she's the youngest person to ever win this award. Wow, what an accomplishment for her. Yes. Amazing. awarding miss taylor (laughs) but you know i i'm talking about this actually today because she had a great quote um from her speech that i would love to share with everyone and i just think it's very empowering to hear this quote but she says if you're experiencing turbulence or pressure that probably means you're rising and there might be times when you put your whole heart and soul into something and if it feels and if it is met with cynicism or skepticism you cannot let that crush you you have to let it fuel you 
We live in a world where anyone has the right to say anything that they want about you at any time. But just please remember that you have the right to prove them wrong. Mm. I just think as young aspiring people in this business and being artists ourselves, it's really refreshing and great to hear someone like Taylor say this to all of us because I think we are kind of sometimes met with constant criticism or constant like feedback from people. And it's not always great, but I think for everyone just to hear something like this, it's just because people sometimes might be jealous in a way, you know, mm. and I think it's great. I think she's a great role model. And again, seeing her at this award show and seeing her with some of her biggest fans that have looked up to her and who are now performing as mm. artists like mm. Olivia Rodrigo. She was also there. Yeah, she, she gave would, a great performance. Yeah. She gr- graced the stage. Um, But just to see her and she's acting like mom to these younger artists, is it's really great to watch. Um, the show also had some amazing performances. Oh, yeah, Dua Lipa was wonderful. Yes, that Dua was a Lipa, great... Olivia Rodrigo, and newcomer Griff. Oh, yeah. I thought that was cool. I was like, oh. Yeah. In the beginning, I was like, okay, what is this? What's going on? Let's kind of give it some time. And then she kind of got into it with the band and the groove. I was like, yeah. Yes. I was like, I really actually am enjoying watching these new, you know, let's call them singer-songwriters because they are um, mm-hmm. up on the stages performing. And it's like... They're not using this, you know, studio magic that we grew up with. They're being raw and real on these yeah. stages. And I'm and I'm just praising these performances by Dua Lipa, Olivia Rodrigo, and Griff. Yeah. Because I thought they were fabulous. Yeah, really, really amazing stuff. You know? And, it, and a lot of these things are all on YouTube. And everyone, and all the articles we're talking about, you guys can all go check out. Yeah, we'll really, be really sharing cool them stuff. with you. Yeah. So. <gasps> there it is. <laughs> there it is. It's time <laughs> to get ready to go to places, Cole. Places. So many people are going to be hearing that. Places call soon. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. So everyone, listen, we hope you enjoyed today. Um, we had a really great time, and thank you for listening. Please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify or Apple Music and leave us a review if you love what you heard today. We also want you to join in on our conversation and engage with us. Head over to our Instagram at Two Worlds Ent. That's at T-W-O-W-O-R-L-D-S-E-N-T. And comment on the latest post you see about the podcast episode because we'd love to hear from you. Yes, and we that's, would. That's your update today, everyone. So and signing feel off. Feel free also, oh, sorry. Yeah. Feel free to chime in at any time during the week with things that we should be talking yeah, about. Yeah, every we Friday we're talking about so. the week. So totally give us comments and likes and all those good things on yes. our social media so all right until next time signing off for now i'm richie and i'm jeff saying ta-ta hey it's leslie udom jr here on the broadway podcast network to tell you about the rise theater directory a program of maestro music rise is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds if you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R E R I S E T H E A T R E dot org, because only together we rise. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.